Okay, take three. So, I'm, so I'll say, like, I'm Amelia, and I'm here with Deb. And, yeah. Oh, no. And then I'll go... And I'm here with Deb then. And, and then you go, hey! Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. that's so much more <laughs> Yeah, that makes more sense. Okay. Take three. Welcome back to the Design Studio Podcast. I'm Amelia, and I'm here today with Debla. Hello. And today's episode is a recap of an event we hosted for International Women's Day this year on Thursday the 8th of March. So Dervla, tell us a little bit about the name of the event. So the event was called Not Not Smiling, um, which is a bit of a play on women being expected or asked to put a smile on their face. Um, and I guess it's a reflection that people don't want to be interacted with in any situation based on just their gender, be it in the workplace or being catcalled or whatever. So hopefully the more that we are open and acknowledge these everyday gender stereotypes, the quicker it will change. But I guess also we just wanted to kind of celebrate the fact that sometimes people, you know, we all just want to smile and acknowledge yeah. the achievements of women in our industry and like, why not? So there's a few meanings there. And of course, we also kind of wanted it to be open to interpretation as well. So, I mean, I think what was great about the evening was how much the name did actually kind of intrigue people. And um, <laughs> loads of people actually had different reasons why it resonated with them. So it was pretty cool. We hosted the event on International Women's Day, which celebrates the social, economic, cultural and political achievements of women. Uh, And it's a day that is celebrated all over the world. So, yeah, so we wanted to hear from women who inspire us. We also thought it was important just to get some awesome people together in the same room and to just take a look around at this amazing creative community that we have around us. Yeah, so for the evening, we had three speakers, um, art director and designer Kat Bianchini. Yep, and Sadie Clayton, the founder and creative director of the luxury sculptural women's wear label of the same name. And finally, art director, set designer and creative director, Sandy Suffield. Oh, and there was also karaoke. Enjoy. Our first speaker was designer and art director, Kat Bianchini. She's worked with a range of brands from Lush, Levi's, Topshop, Adidas, Nike, loads more. Uh, She was previously a designer at Boiler Room. And Kat was working in the design and music industry for a number of years. And after building her freelance portfolio in the evenings and at weekends, she started to get more and more demand for work from clients that she kind of never thought that she'd end up working with. Um, And that's how Katerina Bianchini Studio was born. We're not going to play the full recorded talks now. Um, We're just going to play the highlights from each speaker. Here's Kat reminiscing on some bad advice she's been given. Um, I think the worst was honestly I I got told that I was a good designer for a girl. Um, (laughs) Um, But I kind of every time I've like kind of hit one of those walls it's it has pulled me down like a lot for like I remember like one thing really happened and it pulled me down for about two weeks. Like I couldn't. It's just like I felt every time I went to the computer, I was trying to design, and I felt embarrassed. Like I actually felt embarrassed to design because I was like, "Oh, I'm obviously not good enough to do this." I know that sounds crazy. I never usually admit to something like that, but it really affected me. So I just think, but every time I kind of like pulled myself together and I got back and did what I did, and I decided that I was just going to ignore that advice and I was going to just keep doing what I was doing. And it's kind of awarded me with these clients and working on these amazing, like, like most of these clients, it's been in 2017. It's not even like, this is like a three year span. This is literally a year span of clients. So I just feel kind of like good and a bit of like a fuck you because it's <laughs> really, like nice to have, have made that happen and 
and push against like what other people think, I suppose. Which I, it's good in some ways, but um, yeah, I just think if you believe that you've got talent and like you've got style and there's something that you really, really want to do and you want to express it in some way, like just do it. Like don't listen to other people. You should really, honestly, focus on it. Like there's no right way of being employed. There's no wrong way of being employed. Like. Like, you don't have to work nine to five. Like, you can be freelance. You can. Sorry, guys. So our second speaker for the evening was Sadie Clayton. Sadie runs her own luxury sculptural women's label, which has been worn by the likes of Gigi Hadid, Fleur East, Ellie Goulding, and is featured in Vogue, Harper's Bazaar, Elle, Wallpaper, and loads more. When we heard about Sadie, we were just super inspired by her work, promoting diversity in fashion, her interesting process, and the confidence and empowerment that she sees in the women who wear her clothes. Okay, so um, now you know my background, so you know that I'm from Yorkshire and I always kind of go against the grain because I always kind of stood out. So I went to Kingston Uni and I this is my final collection. You always saw silver and gold and brass and never copper. So I um, made these sculptures out of copper metal sheets. I'm known as a fashion designer, but realistically, I create sculpture and the sculptures at the moment fit the body, but take it away from the body, hang it from the ceiling, the copper, and it could be a light fitting. You know, like put it on the floor and it could be a chair. And that for me is what's inspiring. And I think that moving forward, it's more about fusing all these worlds together. There's like this huge robot company, which you all might know this robot called Sophia, who's become a citizen in Saudi Arabia. And I contacted them and I were like, look, I'm a fashion designer, but actually I'm not, so if you take it away from the body and hang it on the <laughs> And I said, but look, like, let's do a robot together, like, why can't Sophia wear my copper sculptures? Why can't Sophia walk down the catwalk and just interact with normal people, even though she's not human? And he replied, and they were like, oh my God, let's get on Skype. <laughs> actually, like, if you just knock on those doors, like, you'll get it. If I could work with anybody, it would be Grace Jones, because she is my ultimate idol. And recently I did, like two days ago, I was, on, I was recorded for BBC Radio 4 in um, Ron Arad's studio. But the funny thing is, they gave me like three choices. They were like, OK, we want to record you about your art and design and fashion and tech and all this stuff. But who do you want to have a conversation with? And I was like, well, my first option's Grace Jones. And it's Anish Kapoor, and then it's Ron Arad. Anyway, so they actually tried to reach out to Grace for me, and Grace replied, and she was like, sorry, I don't do interviews. Our final speaker was Sandy Suffield. Sandy's an art director and set designer, former creative director at Wolf Ollins. She's also been a designer at Pentagram and Apple. She runs a blog called Things and People, which tells the stories of interesting people through important objects that they own. Objects, stories, people and colour are core attributes of her work. Um, Sandy's also just an inspiring and amazing leader in terms of her experience with managing creative teams, but also just maintaining and following her own creative process throughout it all.
Davila asked the question, you know, what, what woman has been the biggest influence in your life? And it's always slightly weird to have the question asked, what woman? Because um, you sort of don't make that huge differentiation in your life, particularly if you have a brilliant mum like me. Um, she ran her own business for 50 years. She retired age 77 last year. One of the many great things about my mum is just sort of incredible modesty. She just doesn't make any bones about what she's doing. She's excited by it, and she just gets on with it. And I think, for me and my two sisters, who also run their own businesses, that was the most spectacular example, because we never thought we couldn't do stuff. I also wanted to talk about Dervla's lovely title of Not Not Smiling. I don't know if everyone understands that, but there is a peculiar thing which I think women do get more than blokes. So especially when I was younger, you'd be walking down the street and you'd have someone say, normally a bloke, cheer up, may never happen. And it just makes you feel like such a twit. And then you feel like a twit for feeling like a twit. Um, but there is a sort of weird expectation that as a woman, you should be shiny, happy, pretty, and that's part of your purpose. And, it, and it's insidious, and I think often we're sort of sexist against ourselves. But I think it's good, it sounds tedious, but it's good to be conscious of these things, because it's just silly. A quick thing on what I've learnt, um, I think as quite old I suppose, sort of 18, I was still really worried that if I did art people would think I was dumb um, and I think there isn't enough discussion <coughs> of how intelligence comes in lots and lots of flavours so I very nearly didn't go to art school and that would have been really sad because I think it's a good way to be happy. Um, yeah, I said before, don't waste an idea by not doing it. Mix business with pleasure. That means work with mates. It's lovely. And, and actually, I'm going to forget his name. Milton Glaser, um, who must be into his 80s now, who did that Dylan album cover. I don't know if yeah. you know that. But he was sort of um, reflecting on his career, sort of post 9-11. And he said, contrary to the beginning of his career, he discovered that actually the best work comes from working with mates um, and I think that's worth remembering um, be wary when you, you when you hear the word creative used as a noun that really <laughs> bugs me I think it's I think humans are creative and I think there's this sort of nasty pecking order that oh, I'm a creative you know none of that thank you that's what, that's what we all are everyone in the world um, cool bullshit if you see it not always easy but there's a lot of it and I, I, there is and I think it doesn't help anyone and it sort of obfuscates stuff for your clients and I think a lot of our job if you're a graphic designer a lot of your job is about clarity and, and that's a responsibility of ours don't take it for granted when, when work doesn't feel like work you know that is a joy that often it doesn't feel like work so remember that um, have the courage of your convictions so exactly what you've both said believe in yourself and you will do good work and it'll be all right look just keep looking <coughs> and really really crucially strap on some ears it's the most important thing someone said that you should be using these things in proportion you've got two of these and just one mouth so <laughs> and be kind that's it So, how do you think it went, dude? Oh my god, it was so fun. Yeah? It was really fun. It was fun. We had, like, an amazing turnout. Um, I think everyone was really getting into it. I was nervous that people wouldn't be as excited as we were. 
What do you think we achieved? Well, I think the biggest thing for me was that we got everyone in the same room talking to each other and everyone kind of felt like they could ask any question and it felt really com- like a comfortable environment. And also I think we had a series of speakers that were all really down to earth and honest and approachable, um, which is sometimes kind of hard to get when you go to a talk, you know, it, sometimes it feels a little bit like staged or forced, but I think with these guys, it felt natural and, um, everyone seemed to have a good time. What do you think? Definitely. I, no, I completely agree. And I think it was just really important that we're able to kind of contribute to that conversation around, uh, women and especially to do it on International Women's Day. Mm. So, I mean, I think like we can all acknowledge that there's still a lot yet to be done for women in the workplace and that that is kind of, it's going to take a lot of hard work from all genders at all levels to get us to the place where we should be at. Yeah. But for us to kind of have a celebration of creative women, I definitely just felt in that room on that night, there was just such a surge of enthusiasm for our industry um, and just like a lot of positivity around the future impact that kind of you know it can have in, in years to come, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So stay tuned for the next one. Yeah, I guess we should start planning it, right? Um, we're just going to end the evening with like a one minute karaoke dance party. So big thanks to everybody who came along to the event and sang their hearts out. Thanks to our speakers for giving up their time to share their passion and and enthusiasm with us. Um, Thanks to the design studio team for pulling everything together, design and otherwise. And thanks to our sponsors Old Blue Last Beer for the delicious bevies. And thank you for listening. Yay. See you later. Bye. Bye.